Welcome back, y'all. Emily here again. We all seem to be talking about racial injustice, and something that helps me understand it a little more deeply is talking with people who are directly affected by it every day, with no choice in the matter. My friend and Tracy's daughter, Zoe, joined us for a chat about how she's affected by racism. This conversation wasn't a planned podcast episode, and it wasn't until the very end that we realized the mic wasn't even on the right setting. So just a heads up, the sound quality isn't great, but luckily the content is top-notch. That being said, here's our conversation with Zoe Fields. So Zoe, being the darkest kid in your family, have you experienced racism at school, in your friend groups, church even? Um, I would say for me, mostly at school, I would always get told that I acted white or I talked white and that I eat white people food. (laughs) Okay, well... That was so many things. What does what does that even mean? That's a great question. <laughs> I'm always like, you talk white. <laughs> you talk- talking colors now. And you eat white people food. So like, someone told me like, so you eat like hot dogs and like rice and stuff. And I'm like, okay. And um, you're like, like, yes, I like both of those things. Food? Like, what is black people food? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Has, has anyone said anything to you about um, being adopted and being, you're black, I'm white, anything like that? They've definitely drawn attention to it because of like the way I was raised. It's more of a cultural thing because mm-hmm. my culture like has put on a tougher act. Mm-hmm. So like we've known to be tougher and like stay kind of to ourselves and like kind of put on the act of, oh, I'm tough. Like you can't hurt me kind of oh yeah act. And so because I am a feeler, I am aware of what I'm feeling and I'm not afraid to show it. Mm-hmm. And so when people Which I see that, you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> when they see that, they're like, oh, like that really shows like how you were raised. Because, really? Like, what do they mean by that? Well, I mean, if you know, I mean, I don't really you know. know. Yeah. Like, I would like to ask those questions because, like, I don't see myself as that because I was raised that way. Mm-hmm. I've never really experienced what it would be like being raised in a black family. Mm-hmm. And so I think you are like your brother, though, your your birth brother, because when we talked with your birth mom, she was laughing about how you're so much like him because y'all are, he's always in his feelings and that's exactly how Zoe is. That I mean, is she's, so great. You know, I see Snapchat all the time. He is in his feelings a lot. Really? <laughs> and Zoe's in hers too. Oh, so that's they're neighbors. Great. <laughs> that they're neighbors, is so. great. But even like his, like even like him, like he'll kind of act tougher mm-hmm. on his snapchat like he'll post how old things. is he he's 16 okay but he'll like post stuff with like guns and like just try to be tough like yeah him in his car and like whatever like is that like 16 year old dudes i know yeah. right? <laughs> have you ever had anybody say anything to you like you're not welcome here or anything i like have that? really i've been told that i should not be in a school because of my skin color and by other students mm-hmm. how'd you respond to that um I think that like um, mm. um 
that can be a lot. Mm-hmm. I never really paid much attention to it until they said that. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like people said it like I don't see color, which bothers me a lot because like mm-hmm. there are different colors, but like you need to be okay with someone being that color. Mm-hmm. Like we can be different colors, but doesn't make you less of a human being or anyone, you know? Like I have a right to be here just as much as you do. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, you don't get to tell me like where I belong and where I don't. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Dang. You have just as much of a place to to be here. Mm -hmm. We all, I mean, it goes back to the, we believe God created us all in his image and fearfully and wonderfully made. And what? Yeah. It's like no words for it. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Other than if it was okay, I'd punch those children in the face. I know. <laughs> Not 15. They obviously you don't yeah. know how cool so it is. They would, like they would always exclude me and like make mm. fun of me and make fun of my eczema and like pick on me. Mm. And I would never understand it. I just never would. Like, I was like, right. why can't I be like you? Mm. And so that would make me second guess my skin color. I would, like, say, like, oh, well, I want to be white. Or, like, mm. oh, I wish I had straight hair and blue eyes. Or mm. I wish I, like, dressed like them or acted like them. They're not that cool. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time. And I saved it. Zoe probably remembers it, but... She came home from school one day and they had done self-portraits. <laughs> and her self-portrait was was a blonde-haired, uh, blue-eyed, white mm. child. And I remember thinking, oh, because she was younger, her teacher probably helped her with this. How old were you? Do you remember it? Um, like, do you remember drawing that? I've done multiple yeah. things of those. Yeah. Like, I think maybe you were four you oh, should yeah, be a bit about little, four little. because I I have a picture of me kind of like with this crazy, unbelievable smile on my face. Like, what? <laughs> like, wait, what? And, it, and if it didn't say Zoe on it, if it didn't have her name, I would have been like, this is this, great. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. So. They sent this home with the wrong kid. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know. You're calling mom. another class? Zoe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I think people, like, because I was the only black kid in my class. I think, I think it was kind of hard for the teachers almost to kind of mm. draw attention to it because really? it was like, they didn't want to make me feel like I was like alone or like different, mm-hmm. but like, I almost wish that they would have mm-hmm. because I don't think it would have been as hard for me now mm-hmm. as it is now for me. Yeah. So you would tell teachers, sorry for kicking you. Um, you would tell teachers now to address it. I think to not just to push it, it under the rug, yeah. Because so many kids who are adopted and who aren't adopted struggle with their skin color because of racism, mm-hmm. and it's because nobody's addressed it. Mm-hmm. Like that's important. Like that's your identity. That's who you are, mm-hmm. and that's that's what you look like, and that's your story. Like that's important. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I know we've been talking about <clears throat> racism and what's going on currently, but I think that is wise words for our youth and young adults who are going to be in a position of leadership or authority teaching or whatever it is to hear from someone going, okay, I experienced this. 
this would be helpful Mm -hmm. had this have happened. Do you know what I mean? Where it's almost like someone taking up for you, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in authority. Yeah. Not just during like black history month. (laughs) Every time, you know, it's black history month. So it comes home. She's like, Oh, I'm so tired. (laughs) You know, they're, they're, everyone's talking about it. And then they're all, all the kids are looking over at her. Yeah. You know, in in your school now though, you're not the minority. No. And so do you feel like, this is going to probably open a bag of worms, but (laughs) we're okay with that. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, do you, how do you feel like you fit, can I ask that question, mm-hmm. with the black community at school? Do you feel like you're, I mean, they're accepting of you? Um, I do. Good. I feel like they kind of look up to me. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Because of how I was raised, because I was raised well. Mm. Um, I think that they see, like, all my mannerisms and, like, see like oh like she's kind she's nice mm-hmm. she's not afraid to show her feelings but like she shows them respectfully she's not quick to anger mm-hmm. and she's like that's how I want to be so maybe looking more at character as opposed mm-hmm. to other things or whatever so mm-hmm. I know it's been fun for you being you know in a school where uh you know you're not the only black student or whatever where um, there are people that look like you and, um, you know, I know you have like a picture that you have on your phone of like your twin from school, <laughs> you know, that, uh, you know, you, you look, you look like her and she looks like you and all mm-hmm. that. And I think even, um, meeting your birth mom, you know, and seeing someone that yes. you're like, gosh, I look just like Oh my like gosh. Her. We saw adult <laughs> Zoe. Yeah. I mean, I know that was the crazy. Yeah. Uh, does she look like, like, do y'all look alike? Yeah. Features She's and everything. Gorgeous. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I want to see a picture of her. Yeah. So it's cool. I mean, that's kind of a neat thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, th- these relationships are so important, mm-hmm. you know, like with Zoe, I, her identity does not need to be absorbed into me or my mm-hmm. identity absorbed into her. You know, like we said in the first episode of this like mm-hmm. she is created in the image of God and this little worshiper that we're trying to mm-hmm. you know fan a flame in basically and yeah. so she needs people who you know understand like oh hey you know hey you have black skin mm-hmm. and there may be some better I may be putting something on her skin like for her eczema for instance we're talking about that it doesn't work as well as someone who has the same problem with her as her and they go oh okay this is what you need to use right, right? Hey, you know, she needs to hear you say this or, mm-hmm. hey, you need to, you know, use this for her blocks. And well, and I, it goes back to it literally does take a village. Yes. It takes everybody speaking into it's not just spiritual or emotional, mm-hmm. you know, issues or different topics. But it's how do I, how do you do her hair? Like right. hearing you tell stories about doing her hair is the yeah. ass. I'm you sure know, I traumatized her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Young child. I was a drama queen. Was, did not want my hair done touch me really she was this past tense yeah was she's not anymore Anyway, she's just no for the audio she flipped her hair over her shoulder so what are your thoughts on kind of the reason why we're doing this little mini episode here what are your thoughts on this and you may have covered this but this peaceful protest that is coming up on sunday because i was telling emily that like dad was a little concerned when i said that we were going to go because he's concerned that it might turn into Maybe more violent or. mm -hmm. Um, I think that 
it's definitely a hard topic. Mm. And it's like, I don't really think that there's like, like you go and it starts out peaceful, but then like your emotions hit you and it's a little bit harder to control for something that's been going on for so long. Mm -hmm. And like, People are like, oh, well, that's happening. Well, let me do something about it now. And it's like, oh, it's a little bit too late. Like, mm-hmm. Does it make you not want to go? Are you scared that it's going to turn? I am a little anxious about it, but I think that I I think I need to go. Mm-hmm. Like, There's more, a, a bigger part of you wants to go than mm-hmm. the anxiety wins out of not going. Mm-hmm. Or anxiety of what's going to happen. Like, as a black female, I think that, I think it's not fair. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not right. And I think something needs to be done about it. Mm-hmm. And so this is the step that we can take in doing something about it mm-hmm. by going and showing up. Like as many people as can go, like I want them to go because like, I don't, I never thought that I would have to think about like my future mm. as I'm going to have to now. And like what that's going to look like for me mm-hmm. or my kids growing up in my family being black. Mm-hmm. And being mistreated because of the color of their skin tone. Right. Yeah, we say all the time, like, you know, right now, I mean, with with Amos is our uh, son and he's black and, you know, he's our only son. And so, like, from from this point forward in our family, I mean, Mm -hmm. if he marries a black female, then the fields will be black. Right. There'll be a black family. Yeah. And so we're, you know, I was reading this morning. Um, and let me look this up, but it, it was in Psalms this morning and it was Psalm, um, 102 and 103 and all through it, it's talking about, you know, let this be written for a future generation mm. that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. And then the other verse was the children of your servants will live in your presence. Um, their descendants will be established before you. And the other one was, um, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And then this last one was, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness um, with their children's children, um, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. And um, I wrote down, on the side of this, of my margin in my Bible, Lord, let all of my generations praise you, people not yet created. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was like a youth and I remember our, our youth pastor would always say, you know, um, you know, this is, you know, if you're, if you're living a sinful life, you know, like in the old Testament that it would visit your third and fourth generation. I remember thinking I, I was probably like this wise soul of like 14 years old. And Obviously. I remember thinking, who cares? It's <laughs> yeah. not going to affect me. Who cares? Mm. And then as I've gotten older and I've had children and I, I come to grips with, you know, my mortality, mm-hmm. I, I, my only prayer is, you know, Lord, let, let our generation serve you. That's right. Let them, you know, love you and have the opportunity to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, I because would, it's up I to us to die. continue yeah. it. Yes. Know? And just to think that like, you know, you have these, you know, I would raise my, my sons and my daughters and they would raise their generations and their generations to trust Christ. And then mm-hmm. that they, you know, could something as tragic as, you know, being killed because of the color of their skin. I would just, I would just want, it makes me want to rip my heart out mm-hmm. and, and rip my clothing and, mm-hmm. you know, set in dust, mm-hmm. you know, like, 
you know, we hear about in Job. And so I think our whole prayer for, for all of us, for our, all of our children is that, you know, that, that their love for Jesus endures from generation to generation, mm-hmm. that we, we all have the same goal here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And as we round it out, Zoe, I have two things to say to you. Yes. One, you're one of the wisest people I know. Oh, thank and you. not a lot of people are as, and I'm not saying confident in your skin because your skin is black. I'm just saying confident in who you are as a person. You are very much that way. Second of all, in the halls of your school, you're not just being a strong, confident black woman. You are the light of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in those hallways. It doesn't matter who you talk to. They'll remember who you are. Dang it. <laughs> but they really will because you make an impact on Anyone and everyone you talk to. So, yeah. And and she has a book out this week that happened. You yes! know, we've been working on this book for, Zoe wrote it about two years ago, and it, everyone in here sobbing. I just need to I'm not sobbing right now, so which is why I'm talking. Okay. Um, but we, she had been working on this book. She wrote it about two years ago, and then it has taken taken a little bit of time. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the illustrations, which were done by Jana Rose, are amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, but it, but it, again, in the Lord's timing, mm-hmm. um, after yeah. two years of trying, it went public and went live this week. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon. Um, it's called "When I Miss You," and it deals with grief. Mm-hmm. Basically, it, it it deals with grief, and it helps not just children but adults. Um, mm-hmm with some, some helpful, you know, helpful ways and understanding your feelings and, and seeing those feelings as gifts that kind mm-hmm. of tell you what to do next. Right. And so, um, you can find that on Amazon. Uh, we'll put a link. Just, yeah. We'll put, put a, a link, link and, and, um, go buy it yeah. and she will sign it yes. with her own hand. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I love it. So let's, let's end this out by asking Zoe what her favorite snack is because we've, you know, you we, ever since you introduced us, Emily, with like being this, pie tarts and baking <laughs> class thing where you didn't need speech or whatever we have to end with this. So Zoe, what is your favorite snack? My favorite snack is sweet potato chips. Oh yeah, that's oh, the truth. Not just yeah. chips. She can't the girl can't have sweet like Doritos. Potato chips. She has to have like the most expensive bag of chips on the you know. <laughs> yes. Sweet potato chips. That's Once right. you start you just can't stop. She yes. eat the whole bag. So. <laughs> oh anyway. I love it. All right, well once again, I don't really know how to end this episode. Yeah, well, me either. <laughs> Questions, so, comments, concerns. Snide remarks. Snide remarks that we may or may not address. Send them to. Delete them. <laughs> to our trash folder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. What's our email? Uh, oh, it's a, you've got the your Ucast notes. at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at the underscore Ucast. Talk to you next time.